is episode 11, season 2, Patience is a Podcast. Shadow. First off, before I get into, before I get into everything, I want to thank the good friend of mine that I had on my, that I had on the previous episode, and to everyone that listened, I hope you heard truth in between the jokes and in between the words that you may not have wanted to hear but I hope you heard truth and to hear the truth it's like I said you have to come in with an open mind because it's not always going to be the way that you want to hear it but it's the way that you need to hear it so hence the title needed (laughs) it was needed sometimes you need to get extremely blunt to the point with mostly everything that you need to say I mean sometimes you have to hide maybe how you feel well not really how you feel just the way you word it but good morning sir but sometimes you have to hide maybe the way that you word things and so you know you don't you know tend to lose sensitive ears and sensitive people but you shouldn't really worry about that because the way that these, I'm sorry, the way that this, the way that this society is now, they don't care about the sensitive, they don't care about the timid. They eat whoever from everything that we're seeing, from everything that we're witnessing. And in the future, the people that I have on this podcast will will be just those people who are here to defend. The people that the people that are so pro everything and so against everything that I'm standing for, I do have conversations with them, but to sit on my to sit on my platform and disgrace and anger anyone, I won't let that happen. So those conversations will be held in private if I continue to have them because I can, you know. Tell a, I can tell a person who's who's about to just be real repulsive with their words. Like you know, I can I can sense them. And I've been in, and I've been involved with a lot of, a lot of people against me lately. Not not everything has been as as good as I want it to be. I've been in some arguments. I've lost some friends. But that's just. I look at it as just being life. That's life. You know, my growth. My growth isn't for everyone and their growth isn't for me, I guess. So you lose people, but you can't take it personally. Only thing that you can take from it is, did they honor you the way that you honored them? And if you can say no, then you don't need to be in that relationship. Because me, myself... Good morning, though. Me, myself, I'm not... I'm not the, the best of... I'm not the best. I'm not the best at anything. I don't deserve... I really don't think I deserve any of the things people say about me, but... A lot of people tell me I do. A lot of people tell me I need to embrace it, but... You know, I, I struggle with that. 
And I still feel that this is the most personal podcast that you get because I'm personal about myself. I'm not personal about people that I don't know. I don't speculate on things. I give you the truth about me and what I go through. And however you feel about it is how you feel about it. But I know I'm connecting because I see results. And I know myself giving my truth is helping people to explain theirs and absorb things in their life that they may not have needed to before. Because everybody right now in this state that we're in, you need to figure out more about you. It's like all of these people are telling me that are apologizing for things that they had nothing to do with. I mean, what are you finding out about yourself that you didn't know before you apologized? What are you finding out about yourself that you didn't know before the things that have been happening for years and centuries are right now just being right now very bold in your face? Why do you feel differently about it now? But as I'm finding out, there are a lot of people who've always felt that way, but just didn't know how, didn't know how to express it. Didn't know how to get everything out. I guess they needed more and more things, more and more things that they needed to see how blatantly ignorant and how blatantly just disgraceful certain, certain people of humanity can be. And you come across them every day as you're finding out now you come across those people every day. Every day, because you never know who's against you. Sometimes they put it right in your face that they're against you, but you never know who's against you. So with everything that's going on now, you possibly figure it out that they're against and what they stand for. With everything that's going on now, I'm not saying you have to pick a side, but you tend to see where more people are these days, where they stand and where their stance is, you know, in politics, religion, and, you know, social climate, things like that. You see where they stand. But like I said, I still want to extend my thanks to my friend for lending his time and lending his, his education, educating myself, and hopefully educating you on things that you may have had questions on. Or the way that most people are and how and how you may seem you may see it's different but it really are the same in so in so many ways and there's no reason to hate there's no reason to there's no reason to you know keep them away from you everybody should embrace everyone because you never know what you have in common never know so with that, <laughs> as it states in the header of the podcast, this is everyday life and how I react to it. My everyday life and how I react to it. And I've always wanted to look for a reason to call my father a hero. I've always wanted to look for a reason to look up to my father. Always. Always, even when I extended extended my apologies to him, 
a few years ago, possibly seven, maybe seven, eight years ago, I apologized to him for everything that he did to me. For all the times that, you know, I needed my father. You know, as the song says, I was I was searching for him and he wasn't there. But I apologized to him in a way, in a way to sort of make amends, in a way to, to sort of have that relationship again because my children were getting older and they needed that bond. They needed that. They needed that. They needed something that I couldn't give them because I didn't know how. And I assumed he did because of what I thought was a good person, what I thought just just, just because he wasn't in my life didn't make him a bad person. You know, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was putting in my own head. Just because I'm like, like, because certain people love him, certain people adore him. You know, and I know I've said some things on this podcast that were, you know, most most kids most see as wrong. Maybe I shouldn't have said the things that I said about my father last year, but hey, that's how that's that's how I was feeling. So I'm not gonna take it back. Did I need what happened to me? No, I didn't. But I'm gonna explain it. I'm going to try my hardest to explain it. And that's possibly a person that I need to have. That I need to have in front of me sitting down on my platform to explain it. That way I could allow him to speak his piece without putting my emotion involved in it. Because then I'll turn into, you know, this is my platform and I just want it to want it to be respected. Even respected by me. I don't want to disrespect my platform. I don't want to disrespect, you know, the sponsors and everyone that backs me. I don't want to disrespect my listeners. And even though last episode, you could deem it as disrespectful, but I I told him before we started recording that I'm going to let you speak how you want to speak. And I spoke how I wanted to speak as well. So that was just me being, that was just me being me. You know, you guys know I'm, I'm this way anyway. I'm raw anyway and, and to the point anyway. So there was nothing that was said in the previous episode that I want to take back. It was just, like I said, it was needed. So, shadow. Everybody has a shadow. But I used to always chase mine. Because my shadow was so much bigger than I was. And I figured if I was the size of my shadow, I wouldn't have went through the things that I went through. I wouldn't be as sensitive. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't cry as much if I was the size of my shadow. Because your shadow is always at least two, two, two times bigger than you are. Or at least I think, or certain, certain ways you stand, your shadow seems huge. Okay, so, so I always wanted to be bigger, as big as my shadow. Because if I was, I wouldn't be messed with. You know, I wouldn't go through the things that I went through in life. I wouldn't, possibly wouldn't feel the way that I feel about my father not being there if I was just a little bigger and could handle myself and felt confident. You know, I didn't, I didn't really gain confidence until I had children. Until my son was born, that's when I gained my confidence because before I was hiding behind the facade that I knew I wasn't, I knew I wasn't that 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 
that way. I knew I wasn't that way. I'm not saying I was fake, but I just knew there was more to me. There was that side, yes, but there was more to me. You know, like I said, for years, I used to walk around with a hollow point bullet on a chain or dangling in my mouth. Baggy clothes and attitude. And I really didn't have any, any care for tomorrow. I really didn't. I really didn't have any care for tomorrow. It's because I wasn't taught any differently. I wasn't taught anything. I knew I had fight inside of me. I wasn't scared of anything, but I didn't know why I wasn't scared of anything. I was still very small, very timid. Like I said, I wasn't afraid of anything or anyone. It was just... I always see my shadow as being bigger than me in more ways than one. Bigger than me, figured, you know, physically and just, just, just in every way, my shadow was what I wanted to be. Confident, basically confident. Now I am, you know, now I have, like I say, I'm dumb enough to change the world. If that isn't confident, I don't know what it is. <laughs> but... And, but like I said, I always thought that if I had more of my father, I would be, I would be better. I would be better. You know, like every little boy, you want to chase and you want to, and you want to emulate. I really didn't have anything to emulate. I mean, I knew him. I spent time with him. I mean, I knew something. I didn't know everything. I knew something. I spent some time with him. But like I said, you know, it really was it really wasn't a father son sort of thing. It was more like hey, I'm just bringing my little brother along. Sort of what I felt like. At times, it's sort of what I felt like. But I mean, I can't judge. I'm not judging. It's just that what I'm about to get into was was kind of hard for me yesterday. It was kind of hard for me yesterday because, like I said, I didn't. I don't look at him as a hero. I don't look at him as, you know, I've never said I'm going to get my daddy. <laughs> never said that, never had a reason to go get my daddy for anything. I always handled everything myself. But like I said, I'm just, just gonna, you know, now I had to tell that quick little story and had to give you, had, had to give you something so you can understand why I'm telling this story. And I was going to the store yesterday, you know, after, after talking to B and, you know, talking to my kids. You know, when I got home yesterday from work, I took a quick nap. You know, I always have dreams, always have nightmares, always something going on in my head while I try to sleep. And it was just me. It was just me walking in a field. Just walking in a field. I was just walking. But as I look, you know, beyond the horizon, beyond, beyond, I, I look and I see and I see nothing. I'm not tired. But as I look behind me, I also see nothing. Once again, I'm not tired. I'm just walking. I'm just walking. Yes. As I'm doing right now, just walking. So nothing is happening. And I wake up. Tell B I'm going to go to the store. And I get up and I go to the store. 
simple, same as every day. So, with that, you know, I stopped by, you know, local store, and I'm, I'm, I'm and I know I tell every bit of this, every bit of stories that I tell on this podcast, because I'm just trying to put it in context and trying to give you a, a picture of everything that I go through. So I'm walking to the store, and you know, I see people that I know, see people that I see every day speak stuff like that are you getting food for the family you know yeah you know you you take care of those kids you take care of that woman and stuff like that i'm like you know i hear that all the time i hear that all the time you know just like just like b she hears it all the time as well so i'm still walking you know i go grab some batteries and stuff like that go grab something for the kids for breakfast this morning and i hear a man behind me say you know, I know you from somewhere. I know you from somewhere. But he's not talking to me. He's talking to the security guard. And he's like, man, you work at the workhouse, don't you? The security guard said, yeah, I used to. And he was like, yeah. He's like, man, I was down there with you. You know, you was a good dude. You, you was a good dude. And he was like, yeah, I tried to be. You know, I tried to treat you out with as much respect as you wanted. I mean, with as much respect as I could. Because you're still human. And, you know, the guy, the guy behind me said, you know, because not all of y'all, not all of y'all had any respect. Not, not all of y'all showed respect the way that you should have. And then the guy said, I think you know who, who I'm talking about. And, you know, and I'm not, you know, I got my mask on, so you can't really see my face. You see my eyes, but that's, that's with everybody. So... As he's stating, as he's as he's saying that, you know, I turn around just to hear more of what he has to say, and and then he sees me. The guy sees me, and he says, "Yeah, man, you ever been locked up? You know that these that these officers, man, they they really take their job to the max. Like they, you know, like they they at Rikers Island or something. Like he said, and and I know the workhouse. You know, it's not really murderers and stuff like that." down there. I mean, you got your violent offenders, but there's, you know, they don't send murderers and, you know, you're you're more violent, aggressive criminals down there. They don't send them down there. So anyway, so I take my mask off because they're still talking about, you know, my father, basically talking about my father. So I take my mask off and the security guard looks at me he said, man, if I didn't know no better, I'd say you, you, when he was looking at me and he was like, he was like, are you? And I said, am I related to him? He was like, he was like, you favor him, but he was like, I, I can't really tell because, you know, your size. And, you know, I'm like 230, but I'm six, six foot. You know, my pops, he's like 6'4", but he's about a buck, a buck 60, buck 70. So I'm kind of bigger than my father, but he, my face is a little fatter. So you can't really tell that I'm his son. Plus, I favor my mother a little bit too. But anyways, <laughs> but anyways, and he looks and he, and he says, oh my God, man. He was at first he apologized. And then I was like, no, no need to apologize. There's no need for you to apologize. If he wronged you, 
you know, you have that right to feel how you feel. And as he's as he asked me, do you have time for, you know, a quick conversation? And I was like, yes, sir, I got time. If you, you know, if you want to talk about anything, I'm like, I don't, I don't know how much help I could be. But if you want to talk about anything, I'm, I'm willing to listen. And the guy who was behind me said, man, I wouldn't go around telling everybody that's my father. Because he's a dirty motherfucker. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I really don't. I can't really put the two together. Because he didn't, he, he's, he's not the aggressive type. He's not the, let me, you know, show you how tough I am type. He a pretty boy, you know, a pretty boy. Matches and all of this shit. Got jury on all this shit. Pretty boy. He ain't going to fight. They're breaking nail. That's not me, but still. <laughs> but still. But still. Because the inmate was, well, the, per- the guy that was an inmate, you know, he, he told me he's better than himself now, which is a great thing. He was like, man, I wouldn't go around telling nobody it's my pops, man. I was like, believe me, because I've been in plenty of situations where people have actually, people have actually seen me left with it, left wherever we were and came back with multiple people and said, man, that's the motherfucker that work at the workhouse. And then the other guys would be like, nah, he looked just like him, but that's not him. And I would tell him my name and I would tell him you talking about my father. And I would also tell him that I have nothing to do with him. So if you feel the need to take it out on me, then you go right ahead. But just know, whatever you do to me will come right back to you even harder. And it was like, whoa, wait a minute. I don't want to go at him like that. But once again, I'm not trying to say that I'm the toughest person out here on these streets because I'm not. Plenty more. Plenty more people anymore. Women even who cut, who cut your throat without even thinking about it. I know a few. <laughs> but but that's not who I portray. The reason why I say what, what will come back to you even harder is because I have to make it back home. I have to make it back home in one piece. Have to. That's the only thing that I could give my children because I want to be there and involved in their everyday life until they're ready to go out there and be men and be women. I can't fail them. That's why I'm saying I have to make it back home. I can't fail them. Can't fail them. Everything to me, everything to me and me have built. I mean, even though the relationship hasn't been perfect, but everything that we've built, we need to see it through. So that's why I'm saying I, I have to make it back home. Have to. So, you know, I've been in situations where people have said, hey, I'm sorry, I got I to gotta send a message to your father. Like, I'm like, damn, wait a minute. Before you send that message, tell me what the hell he did. Tell me what he did to you. And, you know, I've heard these stories where, you know, he would handcuff inmates, beat them or not feed them or not give them the medicine or, you know, things like that. And, you know, I, I've never really asked him. Because like I said, I don't, I don't see them often. I, I, I can't. I, I don't know exactly what often means. So I see them what what once a year, twice a year, probably five ten minutes at a time. Okay, so if, if, I don't know if that's often, but whatever what, whatever word describes what I just said. <laughs> but um, 
and they would tell me, you know, these things that he would do. And I'm like, damn, that really doesn't sound like him. But fast forward to yesterday and it's exactly who he was because that man, those two men had no reason to lie to me. Just like everybody else that has told me something. Those two men have no reason to lie to me. No reason. So as this guard pulled me aside and he's telling me all of these stories, he's telling me how my father tried to tried to get him fired, tried to get him hurt, and, and the things that he would do to these inmates was so wrong. I mean, you treat these men like animals. So wrong. And he was like, your father did a lot of a lot of things to me and to other people that were just horrific. And I'm listening to this man. I mean, he's using these words, but he was going on to say that all the times that he got written up unjustly and when he became, you know, when he got his promotions, how my father would treat him still and, and then how he felt when he got off, you know, what, when he got off work, how he felt, like he said, he actually felt like just, he felt like doing things, doing the same things that my father, that these, that these young men have told me, that these other men have told me, felt like doing these same things. Felt like doing these same things. Even worse, even worse. And as he's telling me all of this, he was like, no, just let me get this out. Just let me get this out so I can actually get this off of my spirit. And I was like, you go ahead, sir. You say what you need to say. And I was listening to every word that he said. And he was like, man, you look like him, but you remind me nothing. You remind me nothing of him. And I was like, I'm not... Uh, you know, like I always say, once again, I'm not trying to say I'm better than nobody. I'm not trying to say I'm better than anybody, but, but, my little sister told me once, she said, we're possibly, we, we could possibly be the people that we are because he wasn't there. Because he wasn't there. I mean, me and my sister have had a discussion on this podcast. I'm so sorry that the audio didn't get uploaded the way that I wanted it to. But we've had a discussion on this podcast before about what we know, or maybe not, maybe not on this podcast. I believe we just talked on the phone about what we know about his family and how that sort of turned us into the people that we are with our family. So... So that's that. But as this man is continuing to talk and I'm listening to him and I'm trying to take everything in and I'm not saying it's hard to take all of this in because it's not. It's not. I'm listening to every word. It's just hard for me because he's telling me like, look, I can't believe I'm seeing you right now telling you all of this and the way that it's making me feel. That was the hard part. That was the hard part for this man to come at me the way that he did. Like, I just need to get this off of my chest. I need to. And I listened to every word. I mean, he didn't tear up or anything, but he was so strong 
and how he felt about the word, the things that my father did to him. I felt every word, every word was just thumping me in my chest. Do, 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 do. I felt every word. And he asked me a little bit about myself, and I told him, you know, I've been married for, for, for a while, been with the same woman for 20 plus years, and we've had our ups and downs. Nothing has been perfect. But the one thing that's been perfect is the fact that we're forever going to have each other's back and I'm never going to leave her side. She's never going to leave my side. And then I mentioned the children and how we are with our children and how I'm and how I know that my sister is with hers and her husband is with their children. Without even without even mentioning my other little sister because I don't know her. I don't really care to be honest with you. But, but it's just, he was like, you continue being the way that you are, you know. And he was like, I hope to see you again. Maybe one, maybe, maybe we can build a rapport with each other. Maybe, maybe we can build, maybe we can build a relationship to where I'm not looking at you the way that I've seen him. Because that's how he was looking at me, you know, yesterday. He saw me and the words that he was saying. He was like, your father's, he was like, your father's a real bitch and all of this stuff. He was like, yeah, he's a real bitch. It felt like he was trying to get a rise out of me. It felt like he was trying to get me to defend my father's honor or some shit. It was because he pulled me out. He pulled me out of the store that we was in and he was standing there and he had his gun cocked and this and that. And he was like, yeah, your father's this and that. And I'm like, okay, all right. You're not telling me anything that's going to incite me to do anything to you. Because I'm not getting ready to do anything to you off of who you're talking about. You don't know me. You don't know my family. Now, if you were to say something about my wife, my kids, my mother, my little brother, my little sister who I love, even my little sister who I haven't seen in over 30 years, you know, that's the only way you're going to get, that's the only way you're going to get a rise out of me. That's the only way you're going to get punched in your fucking mouth if you're trying to get a rise out of me. If you attack them. If you attack them, then there you go. But to sit there and talk about somebody who I've questioned for so many years of my life. Who I've questioned and to finally get some sort of answers from this man that I didn't even know. Hey, <laughs> you can say what you want to say. And he was like, you really don't have a, you really don't feel a ways about me saying anything that I'm telling you. And I'm like, no, because you need to. This is exactly what I told him. I'm like, no, you need to say these things. You need to get this off of your chest, sir. You need to get this off of your chest because you left a good paying job and now you're a security guard at Walgreens because of what my father did to you. He was like, well, it wasn't just that, but that was a lot of it. But I'm like, well, if he wasn't the person that he was toward to, to you, you possibly would still be there. And I know a couple of other officers who work with him as well, who feel the same way, who told me the same thing. It may not been, it may not have been as 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 heartful and, and meaningful as this man told me yesterday. But the female officer that I met, she told me some things as well, and she was like, "Look, I am so glad you're not you're nothing like him." And to be honest, that's. That hurts because you know, as as the guard was telling me, he was like, "The sins of the father always come back to the, always come back. Somebody always has to pay for the sins of the father." 
and he was looking at me once again, still trying to get a ride, still trying to get emotional aggression out of me. And I'm like, it only comes back to the sins of the of the sins of the father only come back if you're trying to follow in his footsteps, if you're trying to be his if you're trying to be in his shadow, and I'm not. If you're trying to live in his shadow, I'm not. I never have been. I'm not. So like I told him, I'm like, you can say what you want to say. But I'm trying to make sure the sins of myself don't go on to my men and my women that are that are growing very fast. I'm trying to make sure they know right from wrong. Because I can't pay for his problems, his wrongdoings. I can't pay for them. My little sister can't pay for them. One that I talk to, I don't. I, I, hey, whatever happens to her, whatever. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to wish no ill will on her, but it's just the things that I, the things that I know. That's you. You live your life, and I ain't got nothing to do with it. Just like you ain't got nothing to do with mine. But myself and Chelsea, we're not. We're not a product of him, basically. Basically, and. And I don't mean to speak for Chelsea, but I know I can say that with, with supreme confidence. We don't, we we won't be the way that he was towards us. We won't be that way. But like I said, just hearing the things, hearing it. And Chelsea, if I'm wrong, if I'm speaking out of place, just yell at me for it. I'm sorry, but <laughs> but like I said, it's just. Yesterday, it really, I'm not not saying to open my eyes. Not saying, oh my God, you're saying this about somebody who's my hero. No. A lot of the things I already knew, but it was just for this man to come at me the way that he did. Especially with everything that's been going on with myself, with the things that I've been telling you guys, with the things that I've been posting, with the, with the fight that I have inside of me, with the passion that I have inside of me. It's just... Everything that happens now has meaning. Everything that happens to me now, it feels like it has meaning. It feels like I need to stop and just figure out why it happened or or really analyze things because my wife really hates when I do that. She hates when I, all right, here you go. She hates when I get like this. She hates when she asks me one question, I give her 30 answers. She hates that. I'm sorry, B. And that was her voice at the end of the podcast because she actually listened to, you know, myself and Ray record. And she was involved in it, but still, still. And she's going to get on here and she's going to tell you guys everything, everything. And it's not a bad story. It's just she had to step away and she is finding out who she is. And I'm telling you now, telling you now when it's when you read it when you hear it it'll be something i'm telling you i'm telling you i'm telling you but as he finished you know it was real respectful and he thanked me and he was like you know next time i see you we're going to build a relationship you know those were his words you know next time i see you we're going to build a relationship we're gonna i'm gonna you know try to be some sort of some sort of beacon for you so, you know, if it happens, it happens. Hey, you know, things, stranger things. 
But this episode will continue. I won't end it on that note because there are other things that I need to talk about as well. That's just the first part. Episode 11, Patience is a Podcast, Shadow. Part two up next. Part two. I had to tell that story because of the way it made me feel. And I hope, and I hope, you know, listeners understood. I was given a rosary at work a couple of days ago, actually. And um, as you all know, I have really taken on this. And I'm going to call it, (laughs) sorry about that, a truck was passing And I will call this a responsibility. I will say this, this is a responsibility. Because in order for, in order for quality, inclusion, we almost feel responsible for our, for our own, our own family, oneself, one's community, one's neighborhood. We all should feel responsible for that. So she was, so we, we should always have responsibility to want it to be safe for our children and safe for all people so that's why I feel this responsibility that's why I'm going to create that app to where no one no one is ever alone I guess what I said never walk alone as in you're going to be you're going to always be a phone call away or a click away from someone either talking to you or a ride given or or money being put into your account sort of like a cash app style to where you'd always have enough for bus fare or an Uber ride or something like that. Somebody can pay for an Uber or Lyft or something like that so you're not walking alone. So you can get home safely. Because I myself, as you guys who listen to this podcast know, you guys and girls listen, you know, a lot of this podcast is spent with, is recorded with myself walking to and from work. Regardless of the hour, whether it's five o'clock in the morning or at night or whatever. But I don't feel any fear. But too many times I hear of too many people that are walking alone. And they do get attacked and they are targeted. I'm not saying I'm immune to any, any of that. Because I I can be. Anything could happen right now. And we all know that. So that's why I'm going to come up with this app. And hopefully it can help someone and save a life. Because that's all we want to do is do our part. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do through this podcast. Through everyone that I'm talking to. Is to try to do my part to help. So anyways, back to the rosary. I was at work and you know, I, I try to be, I try to be a good person. I'm not, I'm not necessarily gonna brag and boast and say I am. I always do the right thing or I always say the right thing. No, I don't. I have my moments as we all do. But this woman, she walked up to me and you know, she, she asked me for what she asked me for and I gave it to her. And she looked at me with a big smile on her face. And she said, your journey needs protection. 
And at that moment, it felt like it was just myself and her and alone in the store. Because I was looking, I was looking around as if, say, you were following me or someone sent you here. Or, yeah, you must listen to my podcast. I was, I was even saying that. I was, I was even thinking that. I was like, well, I'm like, excuse me, man, what do you mean? She was like, the journey that you embark on is going to need protection. And she pulls out these rosaries. And she says, I want you to pick one. I prayed over all of them already because I didn't know which one you were going to pick. And I picked the black one and she told me why she gave it to me. And her reasoning. Morning, Mel. And her reasoning was for everything that you go through in life, you're going to you need to know that someone is there and that someone is God. Someone is Jesus. It's like for everything that you have in your heart, for everything that you want to embark upon, your journey will need protection. And that hit me. Hit me. Like a sledgehammer to the chest. Because I'm not, I'm never going to say I've been walking away from God because I haven't true I've been on this personal journey I've been on this personal journey with God because too many times I thought I was supposed to follow certain people a great friend of mine told me I'm on my own personal journey with God and I want the real thing I don't want it second hand I want it given directly to me that was beautiful the way that she put it. Beautiful. So, with that, because I always thought I was wrong for, for not wanting to go to church or not wanting to be in that area because you do get judged. You are talked about. Your feelings will get hurt. Certain people and myself and my family's characters was, character was attacked. You know, our feelings, you know, our feelings were hurt because we trusted these people. And we walked away basically back to square one. With our, who do we give our trust to now? And there's only one answer to that. So that's why she gave me those beads. How does she know I needed protection on this journey? But hey, hey, God sends people to you. You have to believe that. So, I'm sort of, sort of toe the line because last episode I used a lot of language that a person of God doesn't use, but you never know who you need to hear the message through. And a lot of the times those words are needed to get someone's attention. But y'all know who I am. So to know me is to know that everybody I have around me is right there along with me. We feel the same. I'm not saying we do the same or we talk the same. But we feel the same way. The message just may be different. But it's still needed. But anyway. As I put the rosary on. And. 
I put a post out on Instagram that was saying a lot of people may think I'm crazy because I post a lot of personal things. I do. I'm not one of those people, people that hide behind anything. I don't hide behind. I don't hide behind anything. So I'm, you know, exposed. Now with my heart on my sleeve. I guess I, I, y'all may know that already. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway. I felt that was, that was no one but God speaking to me, no one but God saying that I'm with you, you're not alone. And I needed to hear that from someone else because if me telling myself, I'm just telling myself. Of course I'm gonna say that, of course I'm gonna feel that way. Like I said, it was needed. And <clears throat> I do have a few more guests lined up. Not as colorful as my as my good friend Ray, but but just as educational. Those episodes will be coming up soon. Just gotta get them. Gotta get some time. Gotta get some time with both parties. So. There's nothing that really has been going on that you know I really care to speak of because every time you turn your phone on or turn the TV on, you got you got things that make you want to turn it off even quicker. You want to turn your phone off. You want to you just want to unplug 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 it. And that's what a lot of people have been doing. That I've been talking to a lot of people saying, "Damn, how did you hear about that?" I haven't been watching the news, and I'm like, it's. It's tough to watch the news. It's tough to scroll through your phone. It's tough. I mean, it feel like everything I say is getting twisted by some certain people who feel that my agenda is turning into, oh, you're one of those radicals that just want black people on top. And that's not it. That's not it. I'm just trying to raise awareness of things that are happening and things that are happening to people of color, even though I hate that term. Only because I get called colored once or twice a week, you know, I really hate that. But still, <laughs> for all of my people, all of the people of color, we we are oppressed right now. We are feeling the pressure. And the only thing we can do is fight back because we're back into a corner. So the only thing you do when you're back into a corner is you fight back. That's exactly what we're doing now. Fighting back. Some are fighting with their fists, others are fighting with words, some are fighting with their influence. But there's a fight, there's a war. There's a war. Because when you got 350 armed people of color in Georgia marching step by step, armed to the teeth, where are the protesters then? Where are the where's the resistance? Where's the hate then? I didn't see any of that. And they were right there in Klan country, as you would call it. I think they were they were called the NFAC, not fucking around coalition. And it wasn't just about black; it was about all. Just like the good man, good man said, who was leading. I forgot his name, but he was saying. 
I won't stand for another black person or any other people killed by black or white or whoever. We're not going through this anymore. Sorry for the music against Lou. I don't even like Drake, but that's somebody else in their car. But anyways, <laughs> we're not we're not fucking around no more. If this is if this is where it has to come, then so be it. We have to protect ourselves. We have to. I mean, I don't want to see any more bloodshed, but unfortunately, unfortunately, there has to be. And I'm not saying from from both sides, because when you have people who out in the open in broad daylight pulling guns on children, pulling guns on families, just because, just because of the color of your skin, is that right? No. When you got people throwing tantrums in grocery stores because you're told to wear a mask. Is that right? No. And like I said, I want one. I want one person to flip out on me or around me. I'm not saying I'm gonna handle it physically, but I am saying I won't stand by and just let it happen. I won't. I won't stand by and just let it happen. I won't stand there and just let a person get attacked. It's not in my character. I hope this gets better, but it doesn't look like it'll get better. It's looking like we're gonna be faced with a lot more resistance. But we must stay together. We must cast an even bigger shadow block out all of the hate.